Now we return you to the test card and some music. Welcome to the pilot take 58, a weekly podcast reviewing the pilot episodes of television shows past and present. He is Jed Shepherds. And that guy's Rob Jelly the Jelly Man. Wibble, wobble, wibble, wobble, jelly on a plate. Wibble, wobble, wibble, wobble, jelly on a plate. So you okay there? So Yeah, I'm good. So when you were in school mm. and they were like, okay, we've got some dessert for you guys, yeah. like the dinner ladies used to say. Yep. And they were like, we've got jelly and ice cream. And what would you do to roll around in the ice cream going, Pretty much. Just yeah, no one ever ate the ice cream because it was just me and my naked body rolling. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Too far? A little, little too, too, too far. far. Okay, yeah. too far. <laughs> just covered in ice cream. Hi, guys. That's uh, my kind of party, that is. There's no party about jelly and ice cream. And you are available for kids' parties, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, okay, there's cool. limited, limited availability due to the fact that I wake up at the hours I wake <laughs> up. I wake up earlier than most children wake up. It's true. Uh, nowadays. But, but, it's usually, um, but just imagine if like um, some, some wife shouted to her husband, Honey, um, you did you did slap the jelly for the party. Yeah, 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 I did, yeah, I did, yeah. Yeah, and I rock and up. And then you, you rock up, <laughs> just covered in ice cream and nothing else. Where, where do you want me? Just <laughs> oh, in, in the back room. That's a different kind of party, I think. <laughs> I don't think that's necessarily a children's party by any stretch. Uh, how are you doing, buddy? Are you good? Uh, I'm good, though. I've got that image in my head now. Just you rocking up in ice cream. I think, I think there's just the, the tone setting for this episode of the pilot because <laughs> it's going to be an absolutely... Mad one this week. Bonkers. Um, yeah, I'm good. What have I done? Just more film stuff. Same, same old, same old. Follow yeah. me on Twitter well, if you want yeah, to find out. Yeah, you, but you, you're working away on this big project that you're writing and directing. So yeah. it's like, you know, you've got a lot of stuff there and, you know, kind of helps to go to the day job every now and then yeah. and pay the bills. It's going to be fun. And there's lots of, um, what do you call it? There's lots of other projects on the go as well. And there's um, uh, Dawn of the Deaf feature length movie coming out later on this year. Uh, or sorry, being being shot later on this year. It's not coming out. That'd be that'd be quick. Um, so hopefully we get to um, uh, show everyone an expanded version of the short that everybody loved. Very cool. Um, and that's still available online, isn't it? Yep. Just go to Vimeo. Type in Dawn of the Deaf. I'll just type in Dawn of the Deaf with an F, and and you'll find it. Multi award winning Dawn of the Deaf. I don't know. You guys have probably seen it by now if you listen to this. I'm sure. Yeah, but anyone that's just dropped into the pilot before, like you know, in the last few weeks and, yeah. and such might not know about it. So here's another thing you can look out for in in, in Dawn of the Deaf, which I'm not sure if you knew. Ooh. So like, I'm in the credits multiple times for multiple different things. Well, you you put your hand to a few things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the most interesting one, which people who are even in it don't realise. If you look at the song list, I'm there as one of the singers of the songs. Um, no, I didn't notice there's, this. There's a scene um, in, in a cafe where the two of the lead protagonists, played by um, friends Haley and Radina, they are having a mini argument in a cafe, and there's a song playing in the background. Um, and it's you? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's basically <laughs> my friend Kenny's song, which um, I guest vocaled on, and I basically sent the, the, um, the sound guy like about 50 different songs for this um, including this album that that song was on it and just by just, chance he picked that by chance I was like what song did you pick he was like oh this one uh, by Kenny Lee my friend I was like oh which one and he was like oh this one I was like okay cool interesting and, uh, you, and you didn't mention it yeah, I didn't, didn't mention it, it. Oh. no one no one figured it out until like seeing the credits hang on you, why are you singing this song um, that is quite crafty of you Mr. Jed Shepherd. quite crafty yeah but it is a good song to be fair um 
So uh, there's yeah. an Easter egg right there for you. Yeah, that's good. So I, I like I, it. I doubt I'll be singing now that you know about it. I doubt I'll be singing in the actual. That might film. also go some way to explain why there's so much singing on this podcast from time to time. Maybe, maybe, and I think there will be. There's going to be so much singing on this week's <laughs> podcast. So brace yourself if you're not a fan of it. Probably worth skipping the episode if I'm being honest. It's going to get mad. People love the singing on this. They love on it. this show. They love uh, it. How are you though, Rob? I'm good. Yeah, I'm not not too bad at all. Um, did some cover on the on the radio last week, uh, which was very cool. Um, a bit later, did so, you have to stay up? <clears throat> no, so I was. Um, you know, one, it's, it's a bit of an unwritten rule, really. But they say you shouldn't really do two shows in one day. Yeah. Um, certainly not on the same station, because there is exceptions to that rule. That if you work for a a conglomerate that owns several you might do two shows on two different stations yeah, yeah, yeah. but anyway um, so yeah I, I got asked to cover the afternoon show which is uh, later in the day naturally but also twice as long as my normal show which is always fun wow uh, so not do I do two hours on Friday but I did four so how many observations did you do that day uh, well I don't do them because I did because I was covering so I kind of just stick to the format of the show that, uh, that is usually there okay. it's kind of arts and entertainment and things like that yeah, so yeah. we had some live music uh, we was talking about a book festival that's coming to town oh, soon cool. Uh, a few other bits and pieces that happening around the county. We had a whole hour of songs picked by the listeners. Um, I picked the first one, they pick the rest. Um, <laughs> it's nice of you to let them... Uh... Well, you know, pick one to give an example. Sometimes it's like, you just need to go, right, this is what I want. Yeah. An example, here. Yeah. So we did that, uh, and it was really good. Yeah, the boss was really happy. It's good. Um, so that was always good. Uh, she texted me about an hour into the show saying, you're sounding very, very enthusiastic, or like <laughs> something to that and effect. And did you like, anyway. do you even know at which, me? At which point I thought... Yeah, she's listening. <laughs> so part of my mischievous brain started kicking in and thinking, what can I suggest we're about to do to make her ring? <laughs> but I didn't. I didn't. I, I, I behaved myself for an afternoon. This isn't um, Phoenix FM anymore, Rob. You can't, no, no, no. This is, this is <laughs> you the, can't uh, get away with this it. This is the big British bouncy castle. So, um, uh, yeah, you have to behave yourselves a little bit more somewhat. So, uh, yeah, that's no, been pretty good. Not a bad week at all. Quite a chilled weekend. Uh, and I'm off to, and by the time this is out, yeah. I will have been to see Meatloaf or Jim Steinman's um, Bat Out of Hell on nice. stage um, so that's tomorrow night for us but last night if you're listening on the Wednesday yeah um, hey, it's so let's good. assume that I had a wonderful time and yeah. lots of fun so uh, yeah big fan of Meatloaf music I grew yeah, up on it yeah so. I, I like your stuff I'm not sure if I, I would like a musical without him being in it yeah because he's a musical I, man himself yeah right? that's true I, I don't know I don't know I, I'm, I'm looking forward to it because I grew up on the music so yeah. it'll be sort of like a bit nostalgic for me but yeah, uh, yeah I, I should, it should be good should be good I haven't heard anything bad about it yeah. So we'll see. We'll yeah. see. Fingers crossed. Absolutely. Right. We watched some shows as well, though, Rob. We watched some shows. Well, yeah, I've been away and watched some shows and yeah. some shows that have truly expanded my mind and horizons. <laughs> um, one of which I was a fond, fond fan of as a youngster and the other yeah. I very much knew of but necessarily wasn't yeah. in my uh, periphery. So that was your suggestion and you can go first this week. Yeah, my suggestion is the absolutely batsmeg <laughs> Fraggle Rock. Cares away, worries for another day. Let the music play. Down a private rock. Oh, what a so tune! Good. What a tune! Such a good tune. I think even if you didn't watch it as a child, you know that theme. You know the theme because when you were able to put a song as your as your ringtone, 
uh, you have two options. You either have the Exorcist theme song, Tubular Bells. Obviously. Or Fraggle Rock. There were your two options. There are no other options. Anything else, you're just a madman. Exactly. Those were your options. Boy, girl, child, dog. Fraggle Rock and you knew what kind of person you are if you had a Fraggle Rock or if you had the Exorcist theme song I for a time had Chew with a Bell's Exorcist theme song but in public because like, everyone had it and then and you never know when it was your phone going off yeah and I was like mm, I'm a little bit left field Fraggle Rock little did I know everyone's also got Fraggle Rock <laughs> um, I'm surprised it was never a default ringtone I'm surprised <laughs> it never made it exactly oh, he- we said this, I think, last week, maybe the week before, yeah. about theme tunes. Oh, now, God. Well, we said it's about theme tunes since day one, when yeah. we did Friends and Lost. They've both got iconic soundscapes yeah. or soundtracks. Oh, and Friends inter- also has the clap. It does. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, there's a route back yeah. right to take one there. Still in bed at 10 and work again at eight. eight. Yes, yeah. that's a good point. So, throwback to take one there, but the point is... If you've got a cracking theme tune, you're setting yourself off on a great stead. Yeah. We also said within the last two weeks that if you sing your own title, yeah. you are getting bonus you points get as well. Points. Exactly. And both of the shows we do this week do that. Because it's like it's like free advertising. Because a kid in the playground is singing down Fraggle Rock. And people are like, what's Fraggle Rock? And then they see it in the, in the TV yeah. listings. It's like, wow, exactly. okay, bingo. It, yeah, it, it, you're right. It is that free advertising yeah. almost. It, it, by having the, the title of your, sh- your show in the theme tune you so what I'm hearing here is we need to change our theme song to the pilot the pilot the pilot the pilot the pilot I can hear it it's got brass yeah it's got to have brass in it no it's you know you turned it into a circus podcast yeah well, that's, that's, that's the, fine that's the other podcast I think it's always been a circus podcast to be <laughs> it fair it really has it's um, absolutely clown house of a okay. podcast it <laughs> <laughs> is the the name of this podcast really the clown house podcast um <laughs> For those who have never watched Fraggle Rock, yeah. for the very uninitiated, okay. what is it? So before I watch this pilot episode again, if you ask me to describe it, I would describe it as a bunch of disassociated scenes full of mental Muppets going crazy, dancing and singing, and nothing knitting it together. Now I can tell you there's a narrative, there's an actual storyline that goes on from this first episode onwards. The storyline is um, there is a... They're all Muppets. They're all puppets, essentially. You guys don't know what Muppets are. Essentially Sesame Street. Uh, but instead of well, being... this is the work of Jim Henson, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, Jim Henson's very much behind this. And what Fraggle Rock is, and they say in this first episode, it's a rock covered in fraggles. That's all you need to know. It's a rock with yeah. fraggles in it. Fraggles are the creatures, aren't they? Yeah. They are all fraggles, these little things. These kind of like colourful, like fuzzy-haired creatures. And the thing is, there's uh, one who's one fraggle that's very, very curious, and he's called Uncle Travelling Matt. And he finds a wall with a hole in it and that wall takes him to outer space. Now, it's not the outer space that me and you know, Rob, and we know outer space pretty well. Yeah, yeah, very familiar with it. <laughs> it's outer space as in the rest of the world, the human world that we know and love. Yeah, because they believe that Fraggle Rock is the centre of the universe. Yeah, like we all do. We're just we're just one hole away from finding another universe, Rob. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it could be under the kitchen sink as far as we know. Wouldn't be surprised, wouldn't be surprised. Um, so he finds this hole, um, and because he's an explorer, he's, and you know that because he's got a hat on, yep. an exploring hat. He Every uh, explorer wears a hat. Exactly. Fact. And a big bushy moustache. Yep. He calls upon himself to go explore this strange new universe, this black, this black hole in outer space. Um, so he, you see him uh, go out into the world. And do you remember the bits in Sesame Street where they, they break, 
they kind of break out of Sesame Street and they go to the real world and they yeah. talk to kids and stuff. The kind of cutaways. This is that in in this form. So there's a guy called Gobo who is his yep. nephew, who is the other Fraggle that we introduced to he's first. Kind of, he's almost the lead Fraggle in my mind. He, he's, he's the main like, Fraggle for, for us to at least follow like yeah. we, we talk about this sort of character that we go on the journey with yeah. I feel like we're on the journey with Gobo yeah and the interesting thing is regardless of the fact that Uncle Matt is yeah. the one that's exploring space exactly but he is reporting back to Gobo by leaving him messages in this hole so um, Gobo is just like he seems to be a bit of a scaredy cat and I'm sure his his narrative arc stops him from being a scaredy cat but he explained to the other fraggles Uncle Traveller Matt's gone off on a mad one. He's, he's gone off to, uh, to, to to explore outer space. And what he's gone and done is he, he leaves messages for me, but I'm scared because who knows what's going to be out there. You guys should come and... Well, they actually offer because they're friends. And I think because this is Jim Henson's workshop, friendship's a big thing in this cold Muppet world. Yep. So they're like, well, we're your mates. It might be scary, but we'll come with you. And he's like, yeah. And they go there. Lo and behold, this massive dog turns up well they don't call it a dog do they They call it a, a monster four, four-legged hairy, hairy monster thing and yeah because obviously to them it is out of space it's an alien world yeah and they have and they have this uh red round object which they figure out if they throw that then the big monster will kind of like leave them alone for a while um so uncle matt's out in the world and but he's out in the real world and he's seen he's seen uh cars he's seen People and he's thinking. It's, it's, it's what I don't understand about Uncle Matt and yeah. his exploring. Yeah, I think at one point he's actually looking at a map. How does he have a map <laughs> for outer space? That's very true. Or is he making the map himself? Is he just like no? And like he doesn't understand what's going on. So he's seen a um, a, what do you call it? A fire hydrant, and he a yellow fire hydrant. He starts like, talking to it. Sorry, sir. Like I'm sorry about bumping into you. And then these kids have like toys and he thinks they're weapons and like he talks to cars and things. Yeah, the same way you would be if you arrived on this planet for the first time and everything was going on as normal. Yeah. You'd be, you would be freaked out. Yeah, if you knew nothing of the world that we live in today, it would, well, yeah. it would just weird you out beyond belief. Yeah, and the great thing about this is it's like, so the age this is aimed at, it's obviously young kids. And this is how they feel about the world as well. They go out into the world, the mum's like, should we go to shops? And to, and to, to your mum, going to the shops is a real, real chore, but to a kid, a small kid, it's like a massive adventure. Yeah. You, could never, you might see a dog, you might see like a big truck, who knows what's inside the shop, there could be all kinds of goodies, you don't know what, there are different shops for yeah. different things, you could, there could be, they could sell... And I think, it's true, I think it's true to say that actually that's what Fraggle Rock, The Muppets, Sesame Street, what a lot of those shows did, yeah. was that really, I think brought it to the attention of the parents and the grown-ups yeah. of the children who watched it that the world is an amazing playground if you just stop and look at it from for, a child's for, for point a of chance, view but we always yeah. we'll forget this because we get so used to seeing the same things over and over again we're underneath a flight path at post pop hq yeah um and the, you know the sight of an airplane being merely a thousand feet above us yeah doesn't really do anything for us anymore but a small child would be absolutely yeah. bemused by it because it's exactly. it's new it's exciting it's it's wow yeah and and i think what the shows do Fraggle Rock very much at the front of this is highlights it and reminds us as the grown-ups that these these things are new to children and they're exciting and adventurous and this is why kids are so inquisitive and so yeah ad- so adventurous themselves it they really just like to go to and that. explore yeah and the interesting thing about this is not only does Uncle Traveling Matt go out on, and actually do you, do you know what a Traveling Matt is? 
No, I didn't even notice it like that. So he's called Uncle Travelling Matt because in, in Fraggles, they use what's called a travelling mat quite a lot. And the travelling mat is a piece of uh, kind of equipment uh, that lets you project um, backgrounds um, on onto things. So you, you know when you see... Them, so green screening? It's basically green screen. And it's called the travelling mat because you know, like a matte painting is like a, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah. So a travelling mat is is like a film term for a um, when you project someone onto a background or a background that isn't really there. It's green screen, basically. So it's the formative green screen. So that's why it's called travelling mat. Oh, my if, brain. Because <laughs> if you don't, if you remember when he first says travelling mat, um, he looks at the camera, it almost like winks, and there's like a like a jingle, a ding a ding a ding a ding sign. Like the, the I didn't even notice that. Yeah, yeah, it's it really funny. Shows you how much of a child I am. <laughs> but like, um, so like, so isn't just him going on the journey? Gobo's going on his own journey because he's like, I'm scared. I don't know what to do. I'm, and he, that's why he wants advice, isn't yeah. he? And no one can really help him. Exactly. But he he goes to my new guy. Your new guy, Marjorie yeah, the trash heap. You, you text me I this. Text, I text him like <laughs> your text. Hang on a minute. Yeah, go and read it. And and do you know what time this was as well? What? This was about quarter past twelve. <laughs> uh, quarter past ten. Sorry. Yes. Yeah, um, yesterday, PM. watching Fraggles now. So inspiring. The trash heap is my guy. <laughs> and like the weird thing is that was like two days before I'd watched Fraggles. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's just general about trash heaps. But like, so Gobo, he wants some advice. So he goes out, but first he has to <clears throat> he has to take some risks. He has to go through a garden which has a massive giant in it, um, a, gor- a gorg, a gorg, a gorg, who is the size of a normal human but looks like a, a troll, basically. Yeah, um, I I couldn't think what for the life of me what they um, reminded me of. Um, I love the world the, the world building in this is brilliant. I, yeah, I mean it's phenomenal because this is this isn't a time. It's not pre CGI, but yeah, this is a time when it would have been much easier just to make the set physically. Yeah, like just build it exactly. And so I'm you've got these enormous things, and I'm trying to think. It's almost Gruffalo esque. The yeah. um, the Gorg. It's and at almost. The end, um, well, at the end, I am going to go through each of the kind of right, creatures, fine, okay, and explain what they are. So he he uh, go, has to go past this Gorg's garden to find this trash heap, and this trash heap. You just think, why is he? Why all is he going knowing, to see? all seeing, all wise yeah. trash heap. And there's these two rats, Marjorie. These two rats that are very that are very Muppet Show esque. Like now, you will see the great. Trash heap, uh, Marjorie, who knows all and sees all, and she's like, "Yeah, I know." And like, I know this. That's why um, I'm here. Yeah. So this, so this trash heap basically springs to life, and it's like, "Who's called me, Marjorie? That know all and see all of everything." And uh, so Gopa's asking her for advice on what to do, like, and yeah, uh, do I go? I'm scared. I don't want to, you know, go and get your friends and yeah, yeah, and things like that. And I think that the whole crux of it is, is that traveling Matt's gone exploring into space uh, through this hole in, yeah. in the sort of time continuum, I guess. Uh, Gobo's been left behind in, fra- in, you know, in in the world, in the Fraggle world. He's, he's unsure what to do with himself. He sort of knows he's, he's been asked the responsibility of going to check on these messages every few days. Yeah. Um, and he's nervous. He's, you know, he's nervous he's yeah. taking on his responsibility. And I think what it is, is it's quite a good way for sort of certainly developing children, you know, who are starting to get responsibilities in yeah. their life, like things like homeworks and stuff like that. And when they're asked to do stuff in class and at home and things, it's very much sort of teaching them it's okay to be scared yeah. and it's okay to ask for help. Yeah, and, and if you and do need help... Bear in mind, this is 1983. Yeah. And now it's teaching kids, um, if your uncle's in outer space, go talk to a trash heap. It's, it's, it's the best solution. I mean, we've all done it. We've all, we've all done that, yeah. So, um, 
So we, we, we see him uh, get advice and his friends help him, etc. Um, but then we also see some of the other characters, which I love um, in this. What, well, I'm going to ask you a couple of questions on some yeah, of the characters. Yeah, yeah. Did, you know, did you notice if, anything about any particular characters? Any sort of uh, so comparative um, features of certain characters, perhaps? Um, they all have that fuzzy kind of hair. Yeah, you're, you're thinking more on the physical sense of it, aren't you? Oh. Like, so, so Gobo, um, and then there's Booba, Booba Fraggle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you've got Wembley, you've got Moki, and Wem- then you've got Red Doc. Um, Red, uh, Red is cool. Yeah, um, but did you notice anything? Um, what, what, what did you notice between Booba and Uncle Matt? Booba and Uncle Matt? Mm. Anything you Are they some? exactly the same? Uh, they're voiced by the same character, oh, by okay. the same actor. Sorry. Ah, okay. David Goals, um, and also, did you notice anything, anything that compares uh, Gobo yeah. with Marjorie? The, the trash heap. Yep. Um, I'm going to guess it's the same character voice. Jerry as well. Nelson. Okay. Jerry yes. Nelson voices both Gobo and Marjorie, which throwback to a previous take of this pilot podcast. Yep. We have talked about another show where voice actors have played characters in two or more characters in the show Simpsons. and have had to have conversations with themselves. The Simpsons, Simpsons is the one. Ah, nice. Um, so, yeah, I mean, so Jerry would have had to have had a conversation with himself yeah. as Gobo and as Marjorie. That's really cool. That's really cool. Um, but, yeah, so, like, we're, we're put into this um, world where these characters are just discovering themselves as we're discovering them as well. Um, and I think that the, the, the kind of comparison the juxtaposition between Uncle Matt going out into outer space and Gobo still at home but still going through his, his own journey is a really really cool idea um, I, I like the fact that um, t- t- there's no character that that doesn't have um, a kind of an, an internal struggle a little bit so you've got obviously Gobo's going through his thing you've got Uncle Matt going through his thing but then you also have when Wembley? Wembley's the one with the Hawaiian shirt, isn't he? I think so, yeah. He is going through some kind of weird crisis. And I was like, if he was a human... Oh, yeah, yes, this is... If he was a human, he would be in therapy for a long yeah. time. Because he doesn't realise that the doozers have built a, built a scaffolding around him. Right, like, where, yes. where would you... Where, what situation would you yeah, have to I'm be in not, that you I'm don't right, notice that? So yeah, I'm not entirely sure um, what's going on with Wembley. Yeah. Um... So, a couple of questions, if yep. you know the answer Probably or if you do. have an opinion. Okay. What is wrong with Wembley? <laughs> because Wembley he's... seems like either... I mean, is it bad if I say he's on the spectrum a little bit? I feel like he... Well, they, no, that's, no, that's a fair comment. Uh, genuinely, that's a really good point, and it was one I hadn't even considered. Maybe are they trying to address yeah. children... With special needs, because he, yeah, because he in this, or, or, or you know, some sort of you know mental disability. Because actually, when you think about it, this is what show we talked. Uh, we talked about another show was around about the same time as well. Okay, and I think we they made they made mention to it, or they 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 certainly reference Sesame Street. Because I know they I they have was. Maybe, was, maybe was Sesame Street. Well, he, he but they, they do it so well. They do. Yeah, they do bring. Characters, yeah, um, from different walks of life. He's either, together. He could be a lot younger than the others. We can't really tell. Well, yeah. Again, is it the, is it an age thing? Yeah. I don't know. That's a good point. But he's he's 
these doozers are these little characters. I'm gonna come into them well, in a second. That was my next question. Was yeah. what are the doozers? Yeah, I'll come into them in a second. But then they surround him. They're builders basically, and they surround him with this kind of translucent scaffolding. Um, oh, was it? Was it? What was it called? It's cool. Um, connect not connects. Um, it was like uh, the, the stuff you used oh, to play with uh, school. Yeah, yeah, Meccano. Yeah, that's it, Meccano. Yeah, Meccano. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like basically, yeah, it's like see through Meccano. See through Meccano. Yeah, that's my rap name as well. See through Meccano, and <laughs> and um, that's actually quite a good rap name. Isn't it? <laughs> Just note that down. Yeah. See through Meccano. See through Meccano. Yeah. <laughs> um, but he's just like, oh, this, this is fine. I'll just eat my way out. And he's like, nom 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 nom. Just eats and eats his way out, and they don't seem to mind. And that, and that kind of, if you're a little kid watching this, you're thinking, right, why don't these people mind? Why are they there? Why are yeah. they building this stuff? And I'll come into that in a second. So everyone, these characters, for, for, for Muppets, for puppets, they, I think they have a lot more of a rounded character than any of the Sesame Street characters, besides maybe, I think Big Bird has a, quite a lot of character to him. Oscar the Grouch has a bit of character to him the others Elmo not really just wants to be tickled um, and I thought it was quite interesting that there's a trash heap in this and there's also I mean, Oscar the Grouch who lives in the yes. trash heap and I'd love there to be a crossover where Oscar the Grouch is in the tra- trash with, heap with Marjorie with Marjorie yeah or maybe he knows Marjorie I don't know um, could be could, uh, could, yeah could be but yeah and I mean this uh, but then do you think that maybe the, ses- the difference between the two is that Sesame Street is very young children and actually Fraggle Rock is that slightly next stage up so let's say Sesame Street is like three to six and this is like six to ten I don't know I'm just as, as plucking well, numbers out of the air there but well did you know that this was a co-production with so it's British and American no so um, basically ITV I think it was ITV and Children's Television Workshop worked on this so um, a lot of this was filmed in in um, Elstree Studios oh wow yeah so it's, it's a real oh, British I didn't know that. Thing. yeah yeah um so yeah, this was very popular around Europe and, and the world. Really, it was very popular, and I just think it is so full of wonder. It reminds me of things like Never Ending Story, uh, kind of a sense of adventure. Um, absolutely loved it, and there's tons of songs in it as well. Well, right, okay, tons no, of songs. before you go to that, then yeah. So what? So quickly because we have to yeah, yeah. move on to the, so. Um, what are the doozers? What are the doozers right. in your mind? Well, are, I've got, they, I've got, I've got they, the definition. Here. Go, go for it. So, within Fraggle Rock lives a second species of small humanoid creatures, the pudgy green and industrious doozers. Standing about four inches tall, um, near height of a fraggle, doozers are, in, in a sense, fraggles. They live their lives dedicated to work and industry. So, they're actually part of the fraggle... They're, they're fraggles themselves. Doozers spend much of their time busily constructing all manner of scaffolding throughout Fraggle Rock, using miniature construction equipment and wearing hard hats and work boots. Doozers build their constructions out of an edible candy-like substance manufactured from radishes, which is greatly enjoyed by the Fraggles. This is essentially the only interaction between Doozers and Fraggles. Doozers spend most of their time building just for the sake of it, and Fraggles spend much of their time eating doozer buildings, which they consider delicious. The doozers do not object, instead saying in an early episode that architecture is meant to be enjoyed. Absolutely brilliant. Wow. Yeah. 
Holy, mo- you know what they've just done? <laughs> What's that? It's given it an extra mark. Nice, Straight, nice. I'm just going to scribble out my mark and write an extra one in there. And right. just think, so, so the that people who incredible. made this are just thinking, okay. That description alone needs to say no more. Yeah. So I'm not going to say anything about it. Yeah. I'm going to simply add a point to the score and ask That's one good. more question. Yeah, yeah. Because we didn't really mention it until a second ago. Yeah. How musical is this episode? Just very, from wow. start to finish. We love a musical episode. As we said at the start of the podcast, yeah. we sing a lot. Yeah. Uh, we enjoy music a lot. So when there's a musical element to a show, we yeah. love it. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. this is no exception. There was, I think I counted seven different songs, not, really? inclu- not including the theme tune. <laughs> wow. And um, they're only like short little 30, 45 yeah. second little ditties. But um, I mean, song six in it, which I didn't write anything down about it other than I went, love it. Yeah. Um, it's, it's incredible. They're just, <laughs> it's so creative and so informative and that simply that des- that description of the dudes is alone. I think just goes to show the depth of thought that's gone into creating Fraggle Rock as a whole. It's just an entire world, and the, and the narrative. Yeah, you, as you say in the first episode, you, you really set out who they are, mm-hmm. what they're about. Yeah, and and there's a there's a storyline that you need to follow. You've got travelling Matt. He's gone out to space. Yeah, you've got Gobo who's waiting for his messages to come back. Mm-hmm. Is he going to come back? Is travelling Matt coming back? I need to know. It's like Star Wars. Go go Luke Skywalker. He is Luke Skywalker. Travelling Matt is Obi-Wan Kenobi. And the others are aliens. Um, But like, it's just like the world building is is epic. The the, the Gorgs. The Gorgs are basically, they they seem to be the only Gorgs there. There's a a Mar and Par. Yeah. um, And they think they are the... They eat fraggles. Yeah, basically. It's sort, but, of, sort of demonstrating the, the, the troubles of life, things you need to avoid. There are things in life always you need... A, there's always a hierarchy, yeah. but the, the, the interesting thing is, and this is why the Gorgs are around, I think, in their garden, I don't know if you noticed, what mm-hmm. they were growing. No. Radishes. Oh. So they grow the radishes. So is it the Fraggles have set up in the Gorgs' garden yeah. because they... M- plant radishes I think so and the, and the and the fraggles go and steal radishes and also the doozers use the radishes to build the architecture and that's why that's very clever it's all everyone's connected um, but also we forgot to mention that there's a through the hole in, in the wall it leads to a workshop uh, with a guy in it and, 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 and the dog and the dog yep so there there's so many there's so much going on characters so, I mean this episode it was only 24 minutes long 25 minutes yeah and there's so much in it it's so it's got so much depth to it yeah but it's so easily accessible as a child yeah. like, you can see how easy it would be to watch as a child yeah so much of it would just go in subconsciously or go completely over the heads of and that's fine I mean they can just look at people running around bashing in things jumping off things well, all these subtle as you said there's all the subtleties like the, the dudes is building stuff no purpose other than just because they can and the Frankel's eating it that sort of stuff doesn't really matter to a child early on yeah but by planting that doesn't seed doesn't matter to in the, the fr- either but does it, but yeah exactly but doesn't by planting that seed nice and early in the pilot episode Episode, yeah. you've allowed it to be a thing running throughout the rest of the episodes. Um, talking of which, 10th of January 1983, this was aired. Nice. There were 96 episodes in just four years. Wow. That's pretty impressive. It's because it was very popular That's straight away. That's pretty impressive. Yeah. Um, but it just goes to show it was a very fast and furious uh, show, four years worth of it, and then gone. Yeah. It's crazy. For some reason. 
Well, there was, and also because it was popular um, at the time, there's always always talk of a Freckles movie. So throughout the years, and I, remember, I would watch that. I would watch it as well. And there was always like people saying that they were going to make it, and then it kind of lapsed, and then some other people would come on and say, "No, we're making the Freckle movie." And as of two thousand March eighteenth, two thousand and fifteen, that was the last you can hear about it. Variety, who essentially are the ones that announce when a new film's uh, going to be made, yeah. who's involved with it because um, they're doing it for me next week I think um, so uh, Variety said that jo- Joseph Gordon-Levitt would star in and produce the film of the Fraggles Fraggle Rock jo- Joseph Gordon-Levitt who you may know from Third Rock from the Sun and also in uh, that last Batman film and uh, yeah, he plays Looper and things like Gordon. that hey? he plays Commissioner Gordon in that doesn't he no he, no, what's he plays he play? essentially spoilers at the end Robin Oh yeah, of course. Yeah, 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 slightly young kind of police officer guy, um, and that would have been great. But we've heard nothing about that since, so that, that's a shame. But also, there were we can like the musical, mate. Yeah, well, you know, there, oh, there's that so would many be good. Rumors. That, or not? No, there was there's there's rumours that there was. Don't make our ideas. <laughs> oh, and it's already come out. So there's a Doozers, a Doozers spinoff that came out in 2014. That was on Hulu. Uh, target at children between the ages of four and seven. Um, about four young doozers named Spike, Molly Bolt, Flex, and Daisy Wheel, who live at Doozer Creek. Doozer Creek? Is that next to Dawson's Creek? <laughs> oh, oh, we should put that on the list. Oh, can we do Dawson's Creek? Oh, on the list. I'm Still putting it on, on the list. list. Um, but yeah, um, as you know, like, um, another spin off because this is very popular and you want to kind of monetize this as much as possible if you're the Jim Henson workshop. So obviously there were albums and like that came out, multiple fraggles, because it, every episode has five, six, seven songs. You've got music coming out oh, your ears. There, Last forever. There, there is a musical waiting to happen. So yeah, so basically, if you if you look online on eBay, you'll, you'll find right, look, albums and stuff. I think I think this is an this is one of these shows you could talk about for yeah. hours, and yeah. hours and hours and hours and hours and end. We've watched one episode and one episode only. Yeah. We will score it at the end of this pilot podcast. We will. Um, but we've got to move on to the other show Let's do it. because this is going to take a while to get through as well. But we'll be <laughs> as quick as we can. It's my choice this week, and it is the animated show, The Animaniacs. I'm not even going to attempt to try and sing the words to this. I used to know them. Animaniacs. I used to know them off my heart, but I will ruin it if I try and do it now. Did you notice that the theme song's basically head, shoulders, knees, and toes, knees and toes, head, shoulders, knees, wow, and toes, isn't it? knees and toes, and eyes and ears and mouth and nose, head, shoulders, knees and toes, and many acts. Oh, is it? Goes. Yeah. That is. Oh, there was many things I'd noticed about the theme during this time round that I didn't as a child, or certainly as a younger uh, human. But um, uh, Bill Clinton playing the sax. You've you got, you got to say Bill Clinton playing the sax in it. No, I never saw it as a child. As a child, I didn't. Because as a child, I didn't know who Bill Clinton was. I, didn't I feel like monkeys. Bill Clin- Clinton playing the sax is also in um, Simpsons, right? Oh, very possibly. Because Lisa plays a sax. I'm sure she meets Bill Clinton at one. Oh, yeah. I mean, pretty much every president that's ever been since The Simpsons started mm-hmm. has, has had a cameo role. I mean, everyone's had a cameo apart from you and me. Yeah. Come on, Mac Ronin. We're over here. Well, Mac Ronin's got a new Netflix show coming up. He has. Yeah, which I'm looking forward to, which is set in a fantasy world. Should we add that to the list? I'm not even trying to show what it's out? called. Um, it's called um, Disenchanted. That's the one. Um, I'm not sure when it's out, though. 
Put it on the list. Well, we should do it straight away. Against Futurama, maybe. Disen- oop, disenchanted. On the list it goes. Listen, we don't get distracted with that right now. Uh, we've got this crazy thing that is the Animaniacs to get through. Uh, the pilot episode is called Desanitized. Yeah. Uh, which is a clever re- reference because yeah. they talk about being zany uh, in literally the theme tune. Yeah, yeah. Um, another point is that it sings its own name. Uh, fantastic. Very you, catchy. You've got to have that. That's, that's one of the new rules now. It's, 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 it's Extra points. good theme tune. Bonus point if you mention your own song, uh, your own show's name. Yeah. But here's a question for you straight off the bat, because it starts off with this kind of black and white scene set. Yeah. And I literally just wrote down an origin story. Yeah. And also... Are, are they using the Animaniacs to tell the story of Warner Brothers? Well, I thought it was quite weird, because this is meant to be for kids, and all, it's starting black and white, and referencing all these old school... 1930s. Like Jimmy Cagney. Yeah. Um, like, these kids will not know who not these people are. Not Scooby-Doo. Um, so I thought it was, it was a brave choice. And in fact, this whole episode, I felt, is a little bit adult for the time. Because it, it went out like normal school, like when kids finished school, it was Animaniacs on TV, Saturday mornings. Yeah, well, this was a Fox Kids production to start with. Before it went to the Warner Brothers Kids arm, wing, whatever yeah. you want to call it. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was a Fox Kids thing okay. in 93. So this is September, 19, uh, September 13th, 1993. Hang on, Warner Brothers must have made this. Could... Yeah, well, Warner Brothers made it, but it was aired on Fox oh, Kids right, right. Net, or Fox Kids, whatever the yeah, network, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. what it's called now, mm-hmm. uh, whatever it was then. Um, Fox. Yeah, but I think it was, they had a like, kid's wing to it for whatever reason, like the cartoon. Okay. Window, whatever it was, but it's it was some kind of wing. Um, I just can't help but think that you know it, it's sort of black and white. It sort of talks about the 1930s and the Warner Brothers Studios, and it's a creative hub which has got like, is it termite, the termite factory or something like that. Yeah. So very weird name for weird. it. I thought the, the quite weird thing was talking about mental health straight away, just like. When, yeah. when, when the creators are all sort of storyboarding these ideas and there seems to be a nurse floating around, which is obviously a reference to the show which comes up again and again and again when they yeah. go, hello, nurse. Yeah, that's true. But also that nurse... Which is my new text alert, by the way. Hello, nurse. Yeah. Also, that nurse looks a lot like um, Jessica Rabbit. From I was about to say that. It's just the same girl with different hair, right? Yeah, and a different outfit. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know whether or not um, this is a way of Warner Brothers having... Is this the Warner Brothers version of W1A? That is a real good shout, actually. That is a real good like, shout. Is this them, it allows is them Warner having, Brothers to poke fun at themselves. Yeah. yeah. Is this them having a bit of fun with themselves, mm-hmm. at themselves? I think so, Not yeah. really thinking this was going to be a thing. Because this, this is based on a true story about three animaniacs that used to run the studio, and they, they were quite too zany, so they got locked in, in, in the water cooler. I think that genuinely happened. Um, so perhaps there's some element of truth behind this, an element of historical storytelling, yeah. as well as a bit of like let's have some fun. Um, and I, I can't say I can't tell whether this is a sort of project that was commissioned or something that someone just kind of did on the side, and then someone spotted it and went, "What's that?" And they go, "Oh, it's just a thing I've been playing about. It's just a, it's only something I did on the side." <laughs> and they go, "No, oh, come on, what is it? It looks good." And then suddenly, just, just suddenly, animating. it becomes a thing. Um, well, it was Steven Spielberg. It's his kind of right. because he loves anything that's like a love letter to cinema. So this is a love letter to a studio that he's worked with a lot. So you notice what I noticed then when it says presented uh, Steven Spielberg presents Animaniacs. Yeah, I was like, come on, and Steven Spielberg is not associated with this. This is even better than I thought. Of course, yeah, and that's why you have 
that's why I think it's well written. It's just well made, and, it, and they can get away with anything because Steven Spielberg probably. And I think it goes to show as well the sort of depth he has. Like you know, he's not just a a big, you know, big screen yep. director, writer, producer. He's he's, he's a He's just a man who's creative. He's just a creative yeah. guy. I mean, he's done TV before because he did Steven Spielberg's Amazing Stories, which was yeah, yeah, great. of course. Oh, yeah. we should do Steven Spielberg's Amazing Stories at some point. Put it on the list. Put it on the list. Um, but yeah, you're you're right. This is I don't, I, I've not known him ever doing a cartoon series before. Uh, but if he did, I would imagine it would come out something like this. Something that's a love letter to cinema. Something zany and and has the kind of the vavavoom that his films have. Yeah. Um, and I just think this is brilliant. It's not just for, like Fraggles. This isn't just for kids. It works on multiple levels. Oh, yeah. Because all the references are like obviously adult references, but then you've also got like but this it's zany, it, it's crazy. Just, it's element. just crazy. It's mad bonkers. Yeah. And there are a lot of adult themes in this. And I, I want to kind of name a few if you don't mind. First of all, mental health. Yep. When when stars get get the run first down, thing you get is the psychiatrist. Yeah, like the, the, the whole premise of the episode, I think, to, just to kind of overview it, is is the psychiatrist is is actually on the bed. You know, he's on the, yeah. the chaise long. Um, Warner Brothers need their a, own psychiatrist because it's just tough work. Yeah, and because I think you know, if you work in any creative industry where you're stuck in studios for hours and hours and then days, weeks, months on end, being creative, you can sometimes lose the ability to have human interaction, yeah. uh, become a sort of normal functioning member of society. And it's very easy to do when you get sort of engrossed in a project. So, yeah, yeah straight away, mental health, we've got a psychiatrist on site, but already at the start of this episode, he's the one who's the patient. <laughs> yeah. Which is, I just think, goes into a whole new level of depth, Inception style. So um, you can kind of, did you like work back, did you figure out like why he's the patient? No. You, oh, okay. Not at the start. I, I, it dawned on me about probably two minutes before you reveal, reveal yeah, yeah. in the end. Yeah. But I mean, so like we've got the, the adult theme of uh, mental health and we've got the adult themes of this nurse who's obviously a sexual figure. Yep. And the object of affection of a ton of people in in this children's cartoon, um, and they haven't given her the proportions of a normal lady. They've given her proportions of Jessica Rabbit, and you think, wow, this is very sexualized. Cartoon nurse for, for yeah, and it's a nurse as well. And the fact that like, hello, nurse, it's 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 quite adult in that way. Um, so you probably get some dads looking at this and like, okay, yeah, my son watches. Then you got. You've got other things as well, like such as business, because they effectively run Warner Brothers and they've been locked away, away from their business. And they're the real owners of, of this massive well, They studio. are the Warner Brothers and the yeah. Warner sister Dot. Dot yeah. Um, so it's a lot, it's a lot to, it's a lot. I mean, I've got a lot of questions. There's a lot and, going on. And you ask me questions about Fraggle Rock. Right. I want to ask you some questions about... Hang on this way. Okay. One. Have you seen the film Ring? As in horror film? Yeah. Yes. So you know how Sadako or Samara, depending on if you're watching the American remake or the Japanese original. I've not seen the Japanese original. Okay. I'm not that mental. So she gets locked in a in a well for thirty years. Correct. Right? She comes back like a like a monster ghost type thing. Correct. They were locked in a water cooler. Yes. For fifty years. Fifty sixty years. Yep. A. I know what they drank. Water. B. What did they eat? Was there another Warner Brother that they just didn't make it? Well, no, because there was only three of them at the start when they were created. Okay. What do they eat? I think there's someone in on it, feeding them, providing stuff, snacks in the night. I need to know that backstory. I, th- I hope in the future I episodes- feel like someone, someone... I think this is what you'll learn as the episodes go on. Yeah. The Animanex. I think you'll, you'll learn that actually uh, this whole time they've been 
getting out on a regular. Okay. And being provided with food and more than just water. And I, and my another question. I think is, maybe maybe perhaps even drugged. I think which is why they're so zany. Okay. So because they own the studio, just locking them in into the war cooler wouldn't have stopped them. They still own the studio. Yep. How did anything get signed off? What was the paper? Find, well, find me the paper I think, trail. I think all of this all of this leads to just one answer to a lot of your questions. What's that? Look at the door on the water cooler. They can open it whenever they want, can't they? The, the handle's <laughs> on the inside. Yeah. <laughs> um, always found that weird. Yeah, uh, yeah. You know, let's put the actual handle that turns the lock on the inside. The thing is, they, they, they go back into it, don't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, that's because they're zany. That's because they're yeah. completely, um, you know, bat-smegging crazy. But, but again, like the ghost person from the ring goes back into the well so similar comparisons straight away yeah there you go i see what you did there i see what you did there i i think this is you will die in seven days you said that what nothing nothing i think that the whole premise of this is just to express all the the mad creativity that mm. they couldn't get away with with the other Looney Tunes. <laughs> yeah. I just genuinely think this is like an outlet of, of great, but... All the ideas that couldn't Because it was so in, fun, yeah. because it's so colourful, it's so zany, it's so mad. Yeah. Kids would just love it because there's nothing to it. There's no substance to an extent that, that you need to... Mm-hmm. You kind of pay attention to. You can just watch it. It's just mental, like the bit where, <laughs> and I laugh because I know what's coming. <clears throat> the, the bit where, uh, so one of the Warner Brothers is sitting down on the psychiatrist thingy, talking to the psychiatrist, and he's like, um, ex- "Does he say expand?" Like, because he wants him to explain yes, more, and he, and he literally expands into a balloon, air, fills himself with air, and then he and pops, pops himself, and then spins around the room like a deflated balloon. And lands well, on his lap and kisses him full on the mouth. What are we watching here? Yeah, this is the one. That some of the things I wrote down. So, I, I thought it was quite strange that the psychiatrist was German. Yeah, um, but, but it was a bit odd. But Actually, whatever. Yeah, that's weird. Um, and he seems to be telling the story of how he was there fifty years ago when they were locked in the tower. So and how German in the nineteen thirties in Hollywood. Interesting. Yeah, there's mm. lots of references going on, right? Okay. So anyway. He's there. He's also there when they escape in the current day, some 50 years later. Because he goes, 50 years ago, yeah, yeah, the Warner Brothers. So I'm thinking 1930s, that makes this 1980s. So despite it being out in 1993, this is an origin story Mm -hmm. of the Warner Brothers and the Warner Sister Dot in the 1930s, being locked away for 50 years, coming out in the 80s. Big time for coming out in the 80s. Yeah, yeah. Um... Everything, everything that is said to the Animaniacs is a innuendo, is a joke, is a visual gag. Yeah. Everything, like you say, with the inflate thing. Yeah, yeah, and he yeah. goes, like the word association. He mm-hmm. goes, are you ready? He goes, prepared. And, and, and it takes a split second for your brain to realise that he's already starting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he goes, no, I haven't started yet. Ooh, beginning. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And... I love that word association part, yeah. It, Find that on YouTube, it is great. Yeah, it, it is really funny and it's really clever and it's yeah. sh- really sharp, like really witty and sharp. Yeah. Way beyond the child's comedy... Yeah, yeah, yeah. ...intellect. It's almost like a two-running sketch, though, isn't it? Oh, very much. Like, yeah, yeah, very much so. And and it just sends the psychiatrist do lally. Yeah, because he he he. The, so obviously, you've seen this type of thing where a psychiatrist tell, tells a patient, "I want you to do some word association now." Yep. I'll say a word such as bumblebee, and then you say fly or whatever. Yeah. 
Osp, whatever. Yeah, and, and but this is because he. Oh, it's just funny. Just watch. It. I don't want to explain uh, it too no, much. No, no. But there, there are so many clever gags in this, and I think it just is a, is a huge credit to the writers of this show. Warner Brother writers in general, they do some. I mean, these people are just yeah. on another level creative. P psychiatrist. Yeah. I mean, that was just genius. I mean, it's so simple. It's staring <laughs> in the face, but. He goes, I think, in the, in the Animaniacs turn around and say to him when he's starting to go a bit mad, he, they go, I think you need a pee psychiatrist. I do not need a pee psychiatrist. I'm a psychiatrist. Um, uh, it's brilliant. It's and great. then, and we haven't even mentioned this yet, but there's a point in this which is musical as well. There's three segments, isn't there? There's three segments, yeah. Uh, I want to talk about the musical section now because the there are... Section, yeah. um, Quick side reference before the musical section is that this show spurred a lot of spin-off cartoons from yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pinky and the Brain is one of them to yeah. make mention to. Love Brilliant to show. I that. love Pinky yeah. and the Brain. Um, can we do Pinky and the Brain against Dexter's Laboratory? Yeah, yeah. Late, do like, later and down the line, yeah, we'll yeah. stick yeah. them on the list. But yeah. um, the pigeons that are in this as well, they have a little spin-off show at some point, I'm sure I've of not, it. I've not seen I'm sure I've they seen do. It, but I feel like I'm they sure sh- they do. Yeah, yeah. One of them starts playing the recorder yeah. slash flute um, which is you know impossible because it's a pigeon yeah uh, impossible because it has a beak and not lips uh, impossible because yeah. it has wings not fingers um, and they speak but more so is that how does a pigeon buy a record look I mean there's many questions Argos that's true could have been Argos yeah could have been Argos online Amazon Prime yeah now. good point actually two hours yeah instant delivery free yeah. delivery yeah um yeah. He starts playing the flute recorder up on the roof ledge and they have a scuffle. And then, I don't even know how, but from somehow, from that point, there are two hippos playing calypso music yeah. out in the sort of parking lot of the studios. Well, that bit made sense. If hippos were going to like sing some music, it would be calypso, calypso yeah. yeah, of course it would. Steel drums, calypso, yeah. 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 I'm naturally, not questioning that. And the pigeon flies down... Sings on the ledge of the psychiatrist's room, on mm. the sort of window ledge. Yeah. And then, I don't even know how they get into it, but they start singing a song in the Jamaican accent. In a Jamaican Caribbean accent. They've all got Jamaican accents. They've suddenly so you've got a German psychiatrist, American Warner Brothers, and Warner Sister Dot. Yeah. The nurse, um, who speaks in a very sultry voice the whole time, but suddenly. They all turn into like Jamaican slash Caribbean style characters. Can I, can I play the song? I think you can. Oh, well, let's, okay. let's, let's play the song. Yeah. Play the song, I mean, okay. are you playing the original or are you playing the? I'll play the original. The original. Yeah. Harry Belafonte. Yeah. What the monkey says. I don't know what to say. The monkey won't do. I don't know what to say. The monkey won't do. I don't know what to say. The monkey won't do. I don't know what to say. The monkey won't do. One Saturday morning, I woke up late. I found a little monkey outside me gate. Yeah. I went outside to investigate. The monkey was doing the latest dance craze. I don't know what to say. The monkey won't do. I don't know what to say. The monkey won't do. I don't know what to say. The monkey won't do. I mean, Harry Belafonte, brilliant songwriter, yeah. brilliant sort of musician in general, but what is going on? I mean, they're not monkeys, are they? They're not monkeys at all. They're just like 
creatures. Now, uh, also, I didn't notice, because um, I haven't listened to the original uh, other than that little bit and the little bit we did earlier. Yeah. Do, do they reference putting beasties in his pants? No, Or do they no. slightly rewrite the words? They've for the, the words. Right, so they do slightly rewrite yeah, the yeah. words. I just don't understand why they even put it in there. It's like it's a... I feel... It's like they thought, this show, yeah. right, is great. I'm loving it. It's mad. It's out there. It's, it's... wacky as you like. But you know what it needs? A musical number. How, why, this, is, this is my theory. So you know in Beetlejuice, which came out a couple of years yeah. before this, there's that bit where they, where they sing Harry Belafonte at the dinner table. Um, Not the Banana Boat song, is it? Yeah, yeah. They sing... Oh, yeah, they do. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. They sing at the dinner table, and then later on, where when Lydia is flying in the air, they sing "Shake, Shake, Shake, Sonara, Shake Your Body Line," "Shake, Shake, Shake, Sonara, Shake It All the Time." Jumping in the air, go down in slow motion, jumping in the light. That song. So, so. And I feel like because that's a zany, crazy thing that everybody loves, they're like, yeah, we need some of that. So they just found a Harry Potter song. I'm going to cut the show to the chase with this show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it comes to the musical section. Do you think they were all high? I think that there's a very big possibility. But also, I have a feeling that um, they were thinking... What can we get away with? We can probably get away with murder. It's <laughs> Steven Spielberg. Push, can do push anything. the boundary yeah. as far as we can go. Spielberg was there going, do you reckon they'll let us do Yeah, of course they're going to let us do this. I've just, I've just bloody made E.T. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know, he's just made Jurassic Park. He can do anything he wants. That's very true. That is very true. But we had a lot of clout for his, just putting his name to it. Yeah. Um, the, 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 the twist at the end of the show, because it's nice that they can have a show like this as a children's show, it's an yeah. animated fun show that has a twist. Yeah. Um, I didn't see it coming quite as obviously as you did, but I, you know, yeah. you sort of get the sense, uh, you think, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, makes sense. And you get a little twist at the end, which won't spoil because it makes it more fun to watch when you, when you do. Yeah. You can see this online, it's available on a couple of different websites. Um, it's, it's, it's mad and. Weirdly, it contains so many of the things we look for in a Perfect Pilot podcast. <laughs> does it really? Okay. Yeah, it does. It's got great theme tune. Yeah. It's got new characters or characters returning on a new journey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They've just released from the water tank, yeah, so they're yeah. back on a new journey. Um, you've got an emotional connection straight away because actually you've got the two uh, Warner brothers mm-hmm. who are sort of smitten with the nurse, yeah. and you've got Warner's sister Dot who's all like, oh, boys. Yeah, yeah. And there's well, all she's like quite smitten sibling... with a doctor, weirdly, yeah, with yeah, yeah, a yeah, with the blue eyes thing. And yeah. So there's this sort of sibling rivalry thing yeah. um, going on. There's the maybe the middle child thing there as well. Um, there's a massively creative sort of buzz about the whole thing. They say theme tune's great. I just realised. Go on. Is she called Dot? Because there's a is there a Dot in the Warner Brothers logo? That's Warner Brothers. I need to find it. Might this. be. Imagine that's what it is. What she's just, just called Dot because Warner there's a Dot in the Brothers logo because there's a Dot in the Warner Brothers logo. Oh, there isn't a dot in the Warner Brothers no? logo. Oh, that's But bad. that would have been really good. Oh, no, there is. There is. No. In some of them. So, because Wacko, there's... Yeah, but it's... There's a dot in the middle of the Warner Brothers logo. Oh, no, but it's Warner Bros, isn't it? It's Warner Bros dot. Because Bros is a, an abbreviation. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, you're right. So that's why she's called dot, because she's the dot in the Warner Bros. That's yeah. insane. And that's just come to me now. Have we just... We've just cracked the code. Does, does anyone else know that? But it's Wacko. Wacko and Yakko. It's Wacko and Yakko. It's not. It, I wanted it to be a W and a B initial. It should have been Wacko and Backo, shouldn't it? 
There's got to be a hidden reference in there somewhere. There's got to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We might not see it right now, but someone else, if you if you see the reference and we're we're blind to it right now, then tweet us and we'll give the details. In I second. bet you I'm the first person to think of that dot thing. By the way, that's incredible. Yeah. That cannot possibly Crack the be. Codes. But Spielberg. We're going to you. We're on to you. Yeah, we're on to you. So that's um, my, oh wow, that's. Um, right, a quick wrap, wrap up with a few of the details about this. Yep. Um, I said there was a little bit of a link to the two shows. The last one we talked about, Fraggle Rock, uh, there was 96 episodes in the space of four years. Jeez Louise. Um, there were 99 episodes to this. So it's almost the wow. same amount of episodes. Okay. Plus a film. Was there? Wacko's Wish. <laughs> oh my God. I don't, even want, to, I don't even want to Google that. Um, and <laughs> excitingly, this year in January a certain Steven Spielberg announced that there are going to be two new seasons of The Animaniacs wow, released on Hulu, which is also wow. where you'll find Fraggle it, Rock yeah. um, in 2020, probably. So it's obviously in the storyboard stage at the moment, just like of an idea. But That's so cool. Spielberg has actually announced that there'll be two new seasons of Animaniacs. And it's, it's almost weird. like we planned this. It's almost like we planned it. <laughs> it's weird as well, because when you look up the, the breakdown of the five seasons there are of Animaniacs, the yep. first season has 65 episodes. No way. The second season had four. <laughs> Why? I th- because it's the Animaniacs. It doesn't make any sense. Absolute clown house. <laughs> it's so like, first absolute, season... Absolutely. Yeah. That's making crazy. Well, they probably thought, okay, um, we'll, we'll test the waters. We'll just give you a 65 episode first season. <laughs> and like second season, you've done really well. Four, Four episodes. <laughs> Jeez, Louise. And the final little thing I'll just throw in for good measure. Um, you know the narration at the start? Right, yeah, yeah. About uh, the Did you recognise the voice? Stuff. I'm guessing it was someone quite famous. Mm. Well, was, was it very Mickey, famous. Was it Mickey Rooney? No. Mickey Mouse? Uh, no. It was, in fact, a gentleman by the name of Jim Cummings, who oh. did the voice of a certain Winnie the Pooh. Ah. And he does his Winnie the Pooh voiceover for the start narration. Winnie the Pooh, that's kind of Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, talking about crossing the universes. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's, actually, because Winnie the Pooh's Disney, right? Yeah. It is now. Whether yeah. or not it was, I don't know. I think it always was. Well, it's public domain. There's actually, there's, there's, so much to these, both these shows, in fairness, yep. that I think they deserve great scores. Well, um, we'll see so about let's, that. So let's do your one first. Fraggle Rock first. Uh, the pilot okay. episode was called Beginnings. It was. Very nice name for a very nice episode indeed. Uh, extra uh, points for that too. If it's called the pilot or the beginnings or the start, that gives gives extra Reference points. to the first. Um, yeah. yeah. I I love, 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 love this show. The only question mark I would have over it mm. is, do I want to see the next episode? And yeah, I do, but I'm not compelled to. Like... Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I kind of understand what you're saying. Yeah, because I know each episode is standalone. Well, here's almost. the thing. I would like... I, I, I want to see... It a li- I think I want to see it a little bit more than you. I want yeah. to see if Uncle Matt comes back in the second episode. If he doesn't come back in the second episode yeah. and they keep him away, yeah. it will keep me watching for longer. If he comes back and that's it from his adventures... I'm going to give you some spoilers now. <sighs> he he stays away. Good! He, he stays away for everything, for all the, every season. Well, that's fine, because that means I'm constantly sort of like wanting him to come back. Yeah, he's always reporting back, so it's the same format the whole time. No, no, that is good. That is good. And, and out of ten? I'm going to give this 8.5. Yeah. Um, strong. Strong. I think it's up there with Sesame Street, really. 
I can't. I think we gave Sesame Street. I think we gave Sesame Street nine point five or nine, didn't we? And this is <sighs> Sesame Street is a while ago. Where a is it? Fraction under Sesame Street, I think. Um, but no, I really, really love it. And if I had the choice to remake something right now, this would be real high on my list of things to remake. Um, I can't believe it's still not around now. Sesame Street is. No, I know. It, it's just one of those things, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, Sesame Street got 18 and a half. You've just given it an eight and a half. That would require me to give it a 10. Yeah, you know. It's not that. quite a 10, I'm yeah. afraid, but I'll give it an eight and a half as well. Nice. And give it a 17 overall. Good high score. That's a very healthy score for yeah. Frankel Rock. Uh, and uh, Animaniacs. Okay, so well, first. I gave it earlier a score uh, when I watched it, sorry. Um... I'm going to bump it very slightly, half a mark up, okay. on the Warner Brother fact alone with the dot. I think that's <laughs> blown my tiny mind. It's yeah. getting a nine. That's a good score. Um, I'm going to give this an eight. Okay. Um, because I preferred Fraggle Rock. Fair um, enough. Animaniacs is great. This first episode was a bit different than I expected because it's less sane than I remembered, actually. <laughs> really? Um, I mean, I did love the monkey song. Don't know what to say, the monkey, monkey won't do. My new ringtone. Yeah, I did love that, but... Um, I want to hear more of that song, to be honest. Can, can we sing out this episode with that song? Is that a question? Yeah, like, it's like we've got it, aren't we? Oh, yeah, we're gonna, I'm, I don't I'm, have I'm, a choice. I thought we were going to do it anyway, yeah, yeah, to be okay. honest with you. I thought we'd solidly agreed. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to give it an eight. All right. Yeah. 17 for each show. I think it's a very fair... So what did you give it? Seven. Well, I gave it a nine. Oh, okay, yes, 17. So, yeah. 17 for each show. Fair enough. A, Ballpark, I think that's a great score for both shows, thoroughly deserved. Yeah, um, yeah. It goes in our league table, because we have a league table of all these shows, which, by the way, is available every 10th episode. Yeah. If you go to the Post Pop Podcasts website, uh, you can see the league table for every You guys every keep 10. your own league table, you table know what I'm we sure. Um, so also, this is a new thing that people can do. Let us know your scores for these shows. If you've watched these shows yourself, oh, for sure, yeah. Tell us on Twitter what your scores are. Yeah, yeah. Keen, I mean, we're not going to put it on the on the on the table, but keen to know what you think of it. Yeah, absolutely. Because you know we've given it sort of essentially eight and a half each, yeah. give or take. Um, mm-hmm. Better, worse than that? Let us know on Let Twitter. Know. Details in a second. And like um, similar scores, but shows that we've done so far that have scored seventeen. Yeah, yeah. Daredevil. Okay. Sherlock. Orange is the New Black, which is back soon, by the way. Can't wait. Uh, the Young Ones, The Simpsons, which nice. we've read some twice today. Uh, Blind Spot, Luther, Twilight Zone, The Prisoner, and Hill Street Blues. Wow, The Prisoner got that high marks. Interesting. The Prisoner was great. Yeah, no, it was great. I didn't realise we got a great show. And also Hill Street Blues. I'm glad about that. Um, All right. That's okay. a very zany week. Um, so what do we do next week? I, I think... Th- I'm th- first. Do you pick first? Okay, uh, yeah. you pick first. Um, I'm, I, can I can I do the one you said earlier? Okay, what was that? I just want to throw it straight in because I think if I don't do it now, we'll, we'll be three or four years before we get to. I it. said about fifteen different shows. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Likewise, I think I said Scooby Doo at some point. No, can we do Dawson's Creek? <gasps> Hell yeah, can we do Dawson's? Can Creek? Can we do Dawson's Creek? Yes, because you mentioned it earlier. Yes. Oh, I can't wait. I'm, I can't remember the first episode actually. I do remember the Halloween episode. It was meant to be scary, and I it wasn't. I don't know if I've ever seen the pilot. Um, oh, and the good thing is, I have a very, very interesting, scandalous story. Oh, scandal next week on the pilot. Um, yeah, between someone who's in Dawson's Creek, maybe the main character of Dawson's Creek, and one of my friends. Um, and I'm are you actually allowed to tell this story, or are we going to get in legal trouble? Um... I'm going to have to figure Consult out Consult with can... your lawyers before you yeah. get to the next week's recording. But it is a true story, something that <laughs> okay. happened, okay. that 
I'm not sure the internet is ready for it. And <laughs> I think gen- generally, I think we might get in trouble, but we'll I'll figure out if I can tell this next right, week. Right, okay. Well, um, watch the space. So okay, Dawson's, Dawson's Creek, Creek, what are you going to fight against Creek. Uh, we mentioned another creek earlier. What was that? Well, the only other creek I can think of is Jonathan. Well, let's do Jonathan Creek. What, the two creeks? The creeks again. Battle of the Creeks. Creek versus Creek. It shall forevermore be known as the Battle of the creek Creeks. Week. It's Creek Week. week. <laughs> it is Creek I'm Week. See you later, yeah. I'm off. See you, Rob. Good night, you, mate. And that was the pilot podcast. <laughs> oh, my creativity only gets Creek that. Week. That's it. That's, that's the peak of my creativity. Peak of the Creek of the Week. Oh, yeah. no, tell me about you it. Your peak of the Creek of the Week. All right, if you want us on Twitter, uh, feel free to tweet us uh, your thoughts on these, uh, your shows you're watching, yep. uh, anything you're watching, whether it's a Netflix, an Amazon, a BBC one, old and new, yep. American, British, whatever. And if you're looking um, forward to Creek Week, let us know as well. Hashtag yeah. Creek Week. Hashtag Creek Week. <laughs> uh, on Twitter, Jed Shepherd. I'm at Jed Shepherd on Twitter, which is J-E-D-S-H-E-P-H-E-R-D. And I am on Twitter at the Jellyman. That's T H Double E Jellyman. Yeah. Uh, both available as ringtones if you're that sad. Um, or every time you get a call, we'll we'll phone you up and, and sing that song. Oh yeah, and, oh, yeah. Well, we uh, we also said we'd sing people's Twitter handles as well. So if you tweet us, we'll try and come up. Oh, we with haven't something. been doing that. Also, stop suggesting weird shows. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> what do you mean? It's fine. Stop suggesting weird. Well, like shows. you know, like we had that one today. Just like what? Hey, Dougie. I've not. I don't know what Hey Dougie is. Oh, Dougie Hug. No idea. There, there are parents listening to this podcast right now who know what a Dougie Hug is, and I've frowned or sworn at the podcast. We're meant to be finding the best TV shows of all time, and we're getting Hey Dougie. I know be, we, you, we have to you do every be, show. You will be very aware of Hey Dougie within the next few weeks as the World Cup is brewing around the corner. Really? Yeah, because Hey Dougie could be the unofficial World Cup theme tune. We'll what? discuss this next week. Okay, I've we'll no idea. We'll discuss this next week, okay. all right? Because we need to go. Okay, let's go. Um, um, what's you your already Twitter handle? I've done that. Oh, we have. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We did uh, a song. <laughs> you can find us on iTunes. You can find us on postpoppodcasts.com forward slash the pilot. Uh, you can subscribe to either one, whichever you prefer. Uh, rate and review if you wouldn't mind. It'd be very kind. And if anyone leaves their phone laying around, subscribe it to them for them. Um, they will love you forever. Yes, yes, they will. Um, <laughs> Sound a bit more convincing, Jet. It's because I'm getting I'm getting the song set up. That's why. <laughs> um, and that just leads me to say. Guys, I don't know what to say. The monkey won't do. I don't know what to say. The monkey won't do. I don't know what to say. The monkey won't do. Saturday morning I woke up late Oh yeah I found a little monkey outside me gate I went outside to investigate The monkey was doing the latest dance craze I don't know what to say the monkey won't do I don't know what to say the monkey won't do I don't know what to say the monkey won't do I don't know what to say the monkey won't do And when I dance this Monkey dances too. And when I wash, wash, monkey wash, wash too. I don't know what to say, the monkey won't do. I don't know what to say, the monkey won't do. I don't know what to say, the monkey won't do. I don't know what to say, the monkey won't do. 
last server, by the way. You can go, it's fine. Just leave us to it, guys. See you guys next week. See you later, alligator. In a while, crocodile.